My name is Amy Mead. I've been a member here at the Heights for over 10 years, and I just spent the last year serving on the mission field overseas. While there, I had the opportunity to work with full-time missionaries on the field. And while most people see salvation as the only measurement of a mission trip, these missionaries may feel differently. When we come and partner alongside long-term workers, we give them an opportunity to re-energize. We take on their load. We will go and play with the kids at the orphanage so they can sit and talk with the house mom and develop a deeper relationship. We will move all the coffee beans and set them out to dry while they get the chance to invite coffee growers over to their home for fellowship. Our extra hands will open up opportunities to reach more of the community than the missionary could have reached otherwise. We help plant the seeds that grow the kingdom of God. When God called me to a year of missions, I wasn't ready. When I took the biggest step of faith in my life and signed up, the year was gonna cost me roughly $15,000, and I would have just under 300 days to get it. I could do it. I could cut back on dinners out and eat ramen. I'd been on several trips before. I'm sure I could get a little money from my prior supporters. Then, through God's divine plan, my plans got changed and I would be leaving for the mission field a whole 122 days earlier with an additional 2,000 to raise. That meant $17,561 in 176 days. Now the panic started to set in. These numbers were God-sized numbers. But God knew what he was doing the whole time. He had a plan. He provided people to partner alongside me on this journey. He sent me friends with fundraising ideas, through a simple art auction where children donated hand paintings, God was able to provide over $2,000. Every step of faith I took in sending a letter, speaking to a group, selling t-shirts, God showed up and let me know I was on the right path. He showed up in such a big way that I ended up raising $18,381 in 100 days. That's $820 more than I needed. And he didn't stop there. I had several instances while on the field where I needed money to pay for things like food or medical expenses, and every time God provided. Little things like posting publicly about a need for protein, God would turn into something big. Next thing I knew, I had $125 to buy peanut butter. What started out as me needing roughly $15,000 turned into God providing over $20,000. If it's God's will, it's God's will. Well, amen. Isn't that exciting to hear her story? And it's been gone out on the, around the world and, uh, in 11 months. And she's back now, and we're just excited to be able to share her story with you. Well, good morning, Heights. It's good to see all of y'all today. Uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, down in an hour. But we'll get it back, right? But uh, so glad you're here. Glad to have those of you joining us through the live stream this morning. And, uh, you know, as we celebrate uh, a part of our church family, one individual... Amy out and about around the world sharing the gospel. Uh, I, I tell you folks, I, when, I, when you think of a church, a lot of times you tend to think of going to church, right? You, 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 I mean, we're, that's what we're doing right now. We're having church and that's the church gathered. And, and this certainly very much excites me about the heights, but, but just as much as what excites me when we're gathered is what happens when we scattered and we see people like Amy going out around the world or just as a church family this year already, you've heard me say it a couple of times this year, we've already been to Nicaragua, we've already been to Zimbabwe this year, we had a team leave yesterday for Haiti, so be in prayer for them. And folks, it's not just where we're going around the world, but it's also where we're going locally. 
where we're going and, and how we're seeking to serve and carry the gospel throughout our community and our state and our nation. There is so much going on. Sometimes it's kind of hard to, to keep it clear what all is happening and how you can be involved. And so what we try to do is take a Sunday periodically where we just kind of bring it all into focus and make sure we all know, hey, here's how you can be a part of what God is doing in and through the heights, uh, both locally and internationally. And that day is today. We're kind of highlighting what we've got going on and in the work of going out with the gospel. And uh, I'm going to have one of our pastors, Wes Rose, uh, who happens to be, oddly enough, our missions pastor come and share a little bit about that today. So y'all welcome him here this morning. Hey, thank you. Uh, did y'all enjoy the choir and orchestra? Man, I was looking up there and seeing all that yellow and black, and I was thinking, man, if we have University of Richmond people, man, it's thrown in their face. It looked like VCU ensemble and pep band behind. Uh, but anyway, for you VCU fans, you enjoyed it, and boy, you of our, you of our fans, mm. It's like threw it right in your face. Um, no, thank you guys for, for being here. It is, uh, you've, you've weathered quite a bit to get here. Uh, at the beginning of the week when we were looking at this, uh, we had a snowstorm planned for March 12th, right? Remember that? Everybody was going through there and posting and we're going to get into a blizzard over here, but we weathered that and you got in here. Uh, time change. We got time change in. You lost an hour. You're in here anyway. Uh, Randy... Especially if it's not preaching today, I am, and some of you don't know me, and it's like, well, I've never seen that guy up there before, uh, but I'm the missions pastor, which, you know, I don't know, sometimes I don't know if that's good or not, because people are thinking, ah, oh, the missions pastor, all he's going to be doing is trying to talk me into getting on a plane and going halfway around the world to go to Africa or somewhere, you know, um, and, I, and I was a marketing, advertising major, and and I know this looks a little bit like bait and switch, especially for some of you that uh, were here last week and said, oh man, they, they had that young guy f- uh, from Axis here. Randy's definitely going to be up there this week because he wasn't there last week. And then boom, here I am. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, the time change thing, I, I, I really, I kind of blame Randy a little bit on that. Uh, last, uh, not for time change in general, but uh, for the, uh, the way it's affecting us this morning. Uh, last fall... Uh, we were talking about, you know, hey, we need to have a kind of a mission synthesis. I said, I'd like to have something in the springtime. We're kind of getting things. And he, you know, hey, yeah, let's jump on it. He said, I got a series. It's going to take us right here. And then I got another series that's starting right here. And uh, what about March 12th? And I was like, oh, you're offering that? Yeah. So I jumped that to March 12th. I didn't realize it was Time Change Sunday. He knew that. I can tell you he knew that. Because it's like, if it's one of the, you know, because people are coming in, you know, you're like, oh, man, I lost an hour. And... Last, I mean, y'all, y'all look like you're pretty awake. Uh, last hour, man, they rolled in here. You know, I was like, oh, gosh, you guys. But anyway, they got their coffee. They got through. We had, listen, we had, a good, we had a good hour. Uh, we had a chance to really talk and really share. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, like Randy said, this is a, we take a Sunday. Sometimes we have a, we'll have a whole big conference. And other times it's a speaker or an event where we have so much going on. Uh, it's amazing. You, you, you can't, you can't. Get all that information out and everybody know what's going on. So it, it is, it's good time, good to take a time where you just kind of like, okay, in the middle of everything we've got going on with our kids and our youth and our music and the you know, sermon series, let's just take a time to say, listen, I, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but what is happening? And that's what we're doing today. We're going to be talking about missions today. 
And, uh, and I can tell you, when you mention missions, um, it, it's, for the most part, it's, it's polarized. I can, I can mention missions over here, and I can get people just, I mean, they're juiced up. They're ready to go. The adrenaline's flowing, and I'll have a conversation out there, and they're like, oh, yeah, what did you hear about this over here? What about us going over here? And, well, I've been here. I want to go over here. And, man, we travel all around the world and take the gospel to the four corners of the earth and never leave the building. But they're so pumped up about that. And other people, you mentioned missions, and man, they're like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, that's, um, that's, that's, well, you know, maybe one day, maybe down the road over here. Or, you know, I, I just haven't been called to go and get on a plane and, you know, take off. Um, that's, that's the spectrum of it. But anyway, we're going to, um, I think as, as we go through and we talk, we're going to find that a lot of us are right in the middle of that. We've heard something. As much as we've been doing around here, it's, uh, it's, it's good, it's, it's good to, uh, to find out where, that, where people are and help them, help them get to where I think God has taken them or taking you. Or maybe there's things that have been mulling around in your mind that you think, hey, listen, this may get you over, get you to that next step. Let me tell you what, this, what today isn't, even though we're talking about missions. Okay, it's not about trying to convince you or try to guilt you into getting on a plane and going around the side of the earth, you know, other side of the earth. Okay, I will tell you, I love doing that kind of stuff. That's my thing. I, let me tell you, I've got, it is cool when you get your passport and then like seven years into your passport, you have to send it back for them to put more pages in it. There you go. I mean, that, to be able to do that and have that, that's, I mean, that's neat. That, that's my personality. I love new things and new people, new everything. It's really, really kind of fun. And, uh, man, I'm flipping through here looking at this. I just got a new one. So this, I, just had, I got a new one back in November. So I'm having to start. I've only gotten two stickers in that yet. Um, but I've, I've got stickers in here from, and punches from the Middle East, from like four countries in Africa, I've got three China visas, which is kind of, really kind of cool. Um, like I said, four, four in Africa, uh, Central America, South America, Peru, Nicaragua. Uh, I've got the islands, everything from the Dominican Republic all the way down to Trinidad and Tobago. And, uh, and those, those are cool over here, man. And that's, and that's my thing. But before we get, and people think, oh, missions is passports and getting on a plane, Missions doesn't start or end by getting on a plane, okay? Because a lot of times we can get almost feeling a little bit bad that we're, I really haven't, God hasn't told me to get on a plane yet. Um, but missions can begin right here locally. It's all in, it's, it's well, we're going to get to it in just a few minutes. I'll tell you what it's all about. But it doesn't, just because you haven't gotten on a plane yet doesn't mean you haven't done missions. Or if something is prohibiting you from getting on a plane, doesn't mean you still can't be very mission-minded and really deep into missions. Um, so we're not, I'm not going to be trying to convince you to get on a plane. Uh, as a missions pastor, you've got to think there's only a few things that he could even talk about. You know, we can go ahead and break out the life of Paul and talk about his missionary journeys, and we can do that. Uh, but we're not going to do that today. And then uh, if you've ever heard a missions pastor, you've ever heard me speak, you know, most mission pastors really only have about two verses. They've got the Great Commission, you know, Matthew 28, 19, to go into all the world and preach the gospel and baptize and make disciples. You've got that, and we're not going to do that today. And then you've got Acts 1, 8, okay? You've got, man, after the Holy Spirit comes upon us, you're going to be his witness in Jerusalem and Judea 
and to the uttermost parts in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I'm not going to preach on that today. So they're thinking, okay, if you're not doing all that kind of stuff, what in the world are you going to say to us? We're going to be in here for an hour, and most of it's, uh, most of it's used up. But anyway, stay with me. We're going to get through this. Um, what, we're going to, what I'm going to do today is, is basically a compilation of dozens, maybe even hundreds of conversations that I've had as, as being a missions pastor here from, from you guys. You, there's been conversations that we've talked about, and... Um, well, wow, it goes everything from just telling me, hey, listen, God's, God's really kind of speaking to me, telling me to do something over here. It's kind of put something on my heart. And we talk about that, and we, you know, we talk about, you know, what, you know, what could it be? What do you feel, you know, what do you feel called to? What, do you, what are the opportunities you have? What are the resources that you have to do that? Sometimes it's, uh, it's struggles and fears you have. You're like, I know God's called me to do this, but I, don't, I just don't feel comfortable. I'm kind of scared about going. And I've had those conversations Sometimes it's, uh, it's talking to people that have got everything rolling. Man, they're established in their career. They've got their job going. Everything is rolling good. They've been, you know, hey, we've been on a cruise. We've been over here. We've done all these things over here. But it seemed like I just want to do something more. Or I hear these things. I hear people talking about going on a mission trip. And I just feel like I need to do something like that. So sometimes you do that. Sometimes, and, and this is kind of sad, but sometimes it's, you're talking to me about regrets. You're thinking, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that sooner. I put it off. I kept putting it off. And now my health won't allow me to do something. Or my, my life circumstances are changed. Or, man, I was going to go, but now my job has changed. Some of those are the regrets over here. And, you, and we talk about it. And we kind of work through some of those things. But I would tell you the vast majority of the conversations that I have are people coming up to me saying, you know what? Man, I, was, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I went. And I tell you, it changed my life. It changed everything about me because I did something. It doesn't have to be on a mission trip. It may be say, you know what? I got involved with this local ministry. And man, I feel like I felt a real sense of, of, of fulfillment that I never have felt before. And it's those conversations that I've had with people that I said, you know what? I'm going to pull those things together, try to put them in some type of order where I think everybody else can... Um, can get a chance to, to, to see that and to, and to maybe get something out of it to help you get to where you need to go or to where you want to go. Um, I'm going to sit down for just a second because I felt bad because Randy brought the, the chair up here last time and I didn't sit in it. And I felt like, man, Greg brought the table, Randy brought the chair, and, and I never sat in it. So I'm going to sit in it for a minute. And okay, well, that's, uh, I, might, I may have to in a minute, but anyway, I, I felt bad because I didn't do it. That's, anyway, um, most of you got, you should have gotten this book right here when you went in, when you came in here. If not, they're, they're out there, they're everywhere. Uh, this is one that we put together about, uh, over probably the last several months over here. We've, we call it Missions 2.0. It's kind of like, hey, I had a chance to look at, you know, look at my, my ministry uh, of being mission pastor here uh, for the last 10 years. I celebrated 10 years back in November, and it just, it causes you to think of, okay, what, what have... What's happened? What have we accomplished? What have we done as a church over here? And then where kind of where are we going? And we kind of pulled this book together to give you a resource. And I would say this book and this book, will they bring, bring uh, complete happiness and fulfillment into your life, right? I think so. And we'll see as we go through this right here. This book right here, you can't do this without this right here. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, this is a great Bible. This is a Holman Illustrated Study Bible. 
And, and uh, highly recommended. Uh, there's pictures. There's maps. Uh, there's nothing like turning into a Bible and, and seeing pictures. Um, it helps you get through some of that. Um, you want to you use that. Anyway, we've got the book, Opportunities to Change Your Life, over here. And I really do. Um, we've got about 20-some partners in here. And, and I will tell you that when we go through and we're partnering with somebody as a church, uh, I have had to say probably no to everyone that said yes in here. That's one of the things when I came on staff and looked at, at, um, you know, at the people that were coming in here and people were calling over here, people were emailing me and saying, listen, can you partner with us? Can, you, can I come in and talk to you about this? I've got a missionary. Can we support this missionary? Or I've got a missionary coming in that I want, they want to speak into your congregation. Will you do that? Um, I just, you know, I had to say no to a lot of them to, for us to partner because I can't, I can't look at, at the ministries from, from my perspective because I'm kind of a softie and I like, I like variety. I like change over here. And I would partner with everybody. Yeah, you want to there? You, you're ministering to dogs? Yeah, man, we'll do that. We'll minister to dogs over here, cats. You know, whatever it is, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to support you guys. Um, but in, in, in the job that I have as a missions pastor, I'm having to say, okay, we've got, we've got a body of Christ over here, uh, you know, as, as um, been described in 1 Corinthians 12, of being the body. And God has, has formed us to be his witness over here. And what are the opportunities that are out there that fits us as a church for this time period? So there may be some other opportunities out there. Great, incredible. Maybe even on paper look better than what we're doing but we try to get, find out what is a great match for us at this point in the time. And that's what we have here. We've got, you know, we've got the, the partners. We've got a description of those. We've got the contacts. How do you get involved? And uh, gosh, even on page 21, I think it is, we've got our mission trips that we've got coming up and, and, and with our partners. And I will tell you, you can look through this. I mean, not now because we're getting ready. I'm, I'm speaking right now, so I don't want you to look you know, I don't want to be looking out there and, you know, all I see is this right here. But, um, you know, we take this, use it as a resource. But I'll tell you what, our mission trips that we're going on, right dead center, you're going to have a chance to talk to them. And if you were, if, if you were I'm not trying to convince you or guilt you into a plane, but if you're ready to go or even thinking about it, you want to go talk to them because I, this stuff's getting ready to blow up on a good way with a lot of our partners. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to show you, show you that. Um, but do this in a few minutes because we're, I'm, like I said, I'm speaking right now and I want to make sure that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all of you guys. Um, like I said before, when we, when the reason for this morning is to really take some of those conversations that I had and turn them into um, hopefully things that will help you wherever you are in, in the spectrum of being just so juiced up and excited about missions to scared to death. And, uh, and the first one we're going to talk about, and I think Amy mentioned it, was talking about money. Because one of the things I get hit with is, you know, I was thinking about going on a mission trip, but man, it is so expensive. I mean, you look at the price on that, it, it is expensive to fly, expensive, everything about it. And um, Amy ended her interview over there with a little quick, little quick line that said, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. And that was kind of, that was kind of cute and kind of you know, kind of fun and kind of a little bit sassy or whatever, but it was, uh, but it's true. If God's calling you to do something and puts it on your heart, he's going to make a way for you to, for that to happen. 
Now, sometimes, you know, I don't know if you're going to expect a man to come up or, or, you know, turn your pillow over and find all this money over here because, it, you know, sometimes it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take planning. All those things that come into it, it may be taking writing support letters. But those kind of things are going to help get you overseas. And, and I'll tell you, one of, one of the goals that Karen and I had uh, when we, as our kids were in their teenage years was to take them overseas on a mission trip before they got out of high school. And the thought process was, once you take them on that first trip, man, you've, you've broken the seal. They're going to they're be able to go on and on and on. And that happens. If you, the hardest trip to go on is your first one. And so, you know, we, we did that, and we sacrificed, and we saved, and we planned, and we had jars of this right here, and Christmas presents and birthday presents and all that kind of stuff were all put in these mission jars over here so that our kids could go. And... Um, and the church helped out a lot. You know, when we talk about, you know, giving to missions and you look on your envelope and you see that missions over here, you know, I would say 80 plus percent of that, uh, of that money that, goes, that, that you give is going to go to putting, uh, I say boots on the ground, is to go to help to assist people to get overseas, whether it's directly to them or it's putting onto the ministry cost to get the price down to where we can, uh, where most people can afford that. And you've got to get to that point because you think about, in my life, and then you think about, uh, and most of you that I've talked to, not many people can just say, oh, man, this, this trip is $2,500. Well, let me just you know, pull my checkbook out, you know, write a check over here, and turn it in. Most people have got to go through, and they've got to, they've got to plan. They've got to put some money into that. And, uh, and like I said, support letters. And, and you guys, some, some of you guys walk right beside Side me as giving to missions, and some of you gave to, to our folks, my kids directly, and I appreciate that. And, and it, it, I think it's opened up a whole other world for them, as, uh, and, and talking to you, it does the same thing for you. Um, the other big one, the other big thing that really hits, and this, and this is really, I, I don't want to, I'm going to talk about it, and I want it to be like, given in the spirit <laughs> that, um, that, I, that I'm attending this because as, as I'm talking to you about this next subject, it's, it, I'm taking it directly from my life. And it's, and it's one of the questions that people hit me with, and they're like, what am I going to do? What are you going to be doing on there? I want to go. And in general, that's a, that's a legitimate question. I ask it, if somebody asks me to do something, hey, listen, can you, can you run by? You get a phone call, hey, can you stop by? What do you want me to do? Hey, we're going to go on a mission trip over here. What am I going to be doing? And, uh, and, and I start with that, and I, I ask those same questions. But when I get into it and you start talking about what is it you're doing, sometimes it's about, you know, am I prepared to do what's going to be doing? Hey, you're going to be doing construction? Nah, that's not my, you know, I don't know if I really can do that. Or you're going to be doing, you know, whatever. But in conversations, it usually goes from what I'm doing and internalizing, and this is, I said, I'm speaking to myself, is, is this going to be worth my time and investment? Because it's a huge time and investment. Whether you are um, volunteering with one of our partners out here, and it's one night a week, that's a night a week that you're investing. I mean, you want to know, is it going to be worth my investment to go up there? If I'm going to be taking a week or two of vacation, I get three weeks, this mission trip's 10 days. Is that going to be worth my investment in doing that? And you're talking about the money, time and money right here. And so, yeah, those are legitimate questions over here. And, uh, and those are things that I, that I struggled with, and, and, and I used what, what I was going to be doing to determine whether I was going to go or not. 
And sometimes I say, man, I'm going to have a good time. This is going to be fun. <laughs> you know, if I'm going over here, I want, to, I want to have a little bit of fun with right here too. And so my, my thought process began to change with a conversation that I had with a friend of mine. Uh, we were talking, it's, you know, it was, I don't, know, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And we were talking, and we were talking about, you know, hey, what was going on with each other's lives and stuff like that. And he had a, you know, we were talking about, you know, missions and mission trips coming up and things like that. And he had just gotten back from a mission trip to Greece. And, you know, think about it, a mission trip to Greece. Man, you're walking the streets where Paul walked. I mean, this is the early church. This is, this is incredible in the Bible of what's going on in Greece. And I, was, and I asked him, I said, hey, man, uh, you know, you went to Greece, right? He said, yeah, yeah, I did. And I said, what did you do? And he was like, jumped up. He's like, oh, man. Hey, man, we had this fence. We had this wrought iron fence that went, I don't know, a couple hundred feet. And, man, we had to, uh, we had to sand and, and scrape, scrape that fence. And, uh, and uh, yeah, man, that's, what, it's kind of what, that's kind of what I did. And I was kind of like, man, why'd you, why were you scraping the fence and sanding on the fence? And he said, well, because you have to prep it before you can paint it. And I said, well, I, I know that. That's not, that's not it's, it's not... I understand that part of it. I'm thinking, what was your ministry of there? I mean, you went to Greece over here on a mission trip. You took two weeks of vacation. You spent, you know, 2500 bucks. What was your ministry? He said, man, that, that was my ministry. And I thought, I, I don't get it. He said, he said, that, he said that, that fence uh, went around a, a Christian school in that city. And that Christian school... Among all of the other, you know, Muslim influences and things like that, 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 was, a, that was a center of, of Christianity for that city. And the government had come in and said, listen, this, this, this school doesn't meet code. And if you don't get these things done, we're going to close the school down. And one of the things they had to do was to repair this fence, prep it so that it looked nice, and also repair it. And so if he hadn't have been scraping and, and doing that, that fence over there, then the school would have been shut down. And I still said, man, I'm, I'm sorry. You had to spend all week doing that. I mean, I, you got a good reason for it. But, um, but as I left that, the conversation, the conversation played over and over in my mind. But more than that, it was the excitement that he had when he was telling me about that. I mean, think about it. You're out there in Greece. I mean, it's hot and sweaty and you're, you know, with sandpaper and and it made me think, and like I said, this is where this thing, the, the light fit switch, I think, flipped for me, is I realized, wow, in God's economy, the only measure of success is obedience. The only measure of success is obedience. And you're thinking, ah, I, you know, do, well, that, that may work in that situation because, you know, he fixed that fence over here. But I'm telling you, in the Christian life, and, I, and I've, I've, I've kind of done this, this test over here because I've looked at different things um, and different circumstances. And I said, well, does it, does, it, does it work here or does it work here? When you think about, you know, uh, somebody has asked you, you know, you, if you really feel like you, you should share the gospel with a coworker or with a family member, and you say, man, I, I, you know, I went and shared with them, and they didn't accept Christ. And sometimes you go back and say, man, I, you know, I've talked to them like three times. They've, they've never accepted Christ over here. And you think, well, did, did God ask you to, to share? 
And you're like, yeah. Did you share? And you can relish in saying, you know what? I did what I was supposed to do. You know, 1 Corinthians 3, 6, Paul says, I planted the seeds, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Okay, Amy mentioned a couple examples right there. Her mission, she was all over the world. Yeah, there were times that she was watching kids. She was, her job was to watch kids so that the, the workers in the field, the missionaries, could be working on, and they're working with the people that they've been trying to reach over here. There were times that she was spreading out coffee beans. And you're thinking, if I go to Mr. don't want to spread on coffee beans? It's doing, it's doing what God's called you to do, what you've been asked to do. And I'm telling you, if you were looking for, I'm, for, for like a, a true peace, for true contentment, for value, and you're looking for a sense of accomplishment, your measure of success has got to be your obedience to God. Because nothing else, nothing else adds up. You can work and work and work and do. If, the, if you're not doing it for God, if, it, if, or if it's not what God wants you to do, it, it's going to leave you. It's going to leave you and left me. Empty. Oh, maybe that's a strong word over here. Um, discontent. I look at periods of my life over here where it just, I just feel like, man, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm valuable. I feel like, I feel like I'm doing anything. I, um, gosh, you know, I, I'm, I'm discontent. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, things are just not right. And, and, and my, I used to think about, you know, what's wrong over here? What's wrong over here? And, and I realized the solution to a lot of my discontent was, okay, am I doing what God's asked me to do? And when I align what I'm doing and I'm, what I'm putting my effort into and put it into God, that's when you get that peace. That peace when you lay down at night and you close your eyes and say, man, this has been a great day, regardless of what's going on. Um, but it happens. It, it happens, and it's a, it's a test that I've used, and it's something that has really stuck with me. And if you've been in any conversations with me, either in the hallway, with a small group, in my life group class, um, when I'm talking to a mission, as a mission uh, team, as they're getting ready to go out, Look at the, measure your successes by doing what God asks you to do. And I tell you, when you do that, things really come together and you really do find that fulfillment in your life and that contentment. Um, the last thing I want to do is talk about, like, the fun part. <laughs> We've talked about a couple of things that kind of have talking about money over here and talking about this thing over here with, um, with, you know, with obeying God over here. But the cool part about missions and the opportunities that we have in this church is that the conversation I get or the question I have is, I feel like God has asked me, God's put it on my heart to do something. Man, I heard this over here. I talked to this person. These people came in off trip. I feel like I want to do something, but I don't know what I need to do. I, I, what can I do? And that's when you think, man, this is, this is exactly where God wants you to do. God has you, and that's where he wants you. Because he's put something on your heart. He's given you a passion about something. He's given you a desire about something. And we, between the mission trips that we have and what you're doing on those, and you look at the partners that we have out there, whatever you may be passionate about, there may be a place for you to fit and plug those desires right into what, what's going on where you can do that thing for, your, for, uh, for the ministry, for yourself, and it will be a fulfillment piece of that that you have. Let me give a couple examples. I can't go through all of them out there because they, they span everything. Um, but if your heart is for 
you know, you know they, they get the gospel into the schools. And man, our schools over here, you can't do this, and we can't, I want to get prayer into schools over here. Let me tell you something. The FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, they're, they're in schools. They're in like 26 schools in our area. Have like over 60 projects. They are in schools working with students, and you know what? They pray. Now, they know how to do it. They know what the rules are. They know what the law is. But they are going in, and they are impacting our public schools for Christ over here. And athletes who, a lot of places, are the influencers in that school. If the unborn, if you're passionate about the unborn, and I'm telling you, coming out of this fall, oh, man, I don't even want to get into the election cycle and all that stuff that was going on. That's, I'm still trying to recover, you know, from that. But I'm telling you, there was a lot of folks that I talked to that were just like, you know what, I don't, I'm, I'm just voting pro-life. I'm just voting pro-life. You know what, that's incredible. That was a, that was a platform that was important to me. But, and, and, it was, and it was, you know, voting for life and voting for, and for the sake of the unborn is 100%. I I'm, um, uh, uh, agree with you and, and behind you 100%. But we've got a pregnancy center that talks to girls. If, if you're passionate about it, they have girls coming in there every week that are with an unplanned pregnancy. And I'm telling you, their boyfriends are pulling out their wallets and saying, hey, man, I'll pay for you to abort. I'll pay for that. No problem here. The, their parents are saying, oh, my gosh, this is, this is going to ruin your life over here. And there's something inside of them that says, I don't know. I don't know. You want to you affect the, uh, you have a passion about the unborn? Get trained. Be an advocate. Be one of these, be a lady that comes alongside these girls and say, listen, you know what? It's not the end of the world. You know what? There are resources out there that you don't even know. And you can do that. You can just show love and support for these girls that are making this decision if you're passionate about that. Um, gosh, I had a couple more I was going to do. The, uh, if you're passionate about the hungry, those who, are, those who are hurting, Colonial Heights Food Pantry serves twice a week on Thursdays and Fridays. You're there. They're giving out food. You can give food. If you have a paper bag, they take up, they're, they're trying to collect paper bags, brown paper bags. You can take them over there. We've got everything from prayer shawls to construction work to, man, if you love playing softball, man, we, we work with Impact Sports that go play softball inside penitentiaries where they're able to go in there and talk to folks, guys that are incarcerated, play softball with them and share the gospel with them. It's unbelievable the amount of things that are out there. But I want to go back to what I, what I said was the purpose of this. The purpose of this is to take the stories that you've said, put them into that, and to share them with the, the congregation in general. Because you know what? You might not be ready to get on a plane. Some of you may be. And I'm telling you, did, now is the time. I tell you what, it, I don't know how quickly you want to move, but we've got 15 spots on a Nicaragua trip leaving in May, and we've got to give them the names in two weeks. Only 15 spots. So you can go out there and talk to them right now. We've got Bulawayo, Zimbabwe opening up. We've got the team in Haiti. They want to go back in November. Uh, we've got Ukraine. Things are really starting to op- jump in with them. We have some big changes coming up in the fall, which will even affect into the wintertime. This Bridal Center, there's a place for you to go. So I'm not trying to guilt you into going on a plane, but I do want to ask you to go out there and do something. Go out there. I, I told them that, man, we've got a great church over here. You want to come. They were here at 7.30, which is really 6.30 in the morning, uh, setting up. Go out there. At least just hit one table. 
Just let them know. Just let them get a chance to talk to you and tell them what, tell you what they do. Because I, I think it would be great if I came back on Monday and I got an email from these folks saying, you know what, we've got more volunteers than we know what to do with. We've got to change every, the way we do business. So I want you to do that. Go out there and do that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunities you've given us as a church. We thank you for the, uh, for the opportunities you give us by sending your son and changing our lives that we can never be the same. And we just pray that you just be with each, each person in here. As you speak to them, Father, I pray that they are obedient. Give them the strength and the faith to take out that step and to go across that ocean or to take that step, whatever it is, even if it's across the street, to do what you have for them in their lives, Father. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.